You ever have that feeling where you're not sure if you're awake or still dreaming? Well, dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something was actually strange. The idea that has always fascinated me about dreams is everything within that dream is created by your own mind as you experience it. You remember the chance to build cathedrals, entire cities, things that never existed, things that couldn't exist in the real world. Have you ever had a dream, Leo, that you were so sure was real? What if you were able to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? Hello and welcome back to the Lucid Dreaming Podcast. This is episode 16 and I have a fun little subject for today. But before we get to that, I wanted to give some updates, some news, and I wanted to thank... Just just listeners in general, I've been getting a lot of love <laughs> in email and in comments and uh, online, and it's been just awesome because uh, it's very encouraging, and it's kind of cool to hear uh, that people are really, really <laughs> enjoying the podcast. It's, uh, it's, just, it's just fantastic. So thank you to everyone who's kind of reached out and uh, provided feedback and, and uh, kind of sent love my way so uh i I really appreciate it so thank you news of course you may or may not have heard there's another kickstarter campaign for a lucid dreaming device and of course this would not be the last one i have no doubt this one is interesting and surprising in a few ways and in the beginning of course i got excited as i always get excited about a new device coming on the market Again, the more people work on these things, the more innovation we might have. Uh, And competition is always good. But the more I look at it, the more things there are about this campaign that is bugging me. This project is called Onirix, and it is basically another sleep mask. And uh, there's a few few things different about this, this one. Let me start with the good, and then I'll move to the less good and we'll we'll see how we can we can look at this i'll I'll try to be as uh as fair and as accurate as i can because i do think there there's something here but there's also something that that bugs me that i can't quite put my finger on it so let's see if we can figure this out first of all this is and what's unique about it is that it is a combination of you know a sleep mask and a wristband that work of course together with an iPhone or an Android app. Um, the mask itself is detecting REM phase using eye movements. So it's not using EEG, it's just detecting REM uh, with, with eye motion. And this is basically how the original Nova Dreamer uh, mask by Stephen LeBurge has worked back then. This one is of course a little different because it with Bluetooth it can communicate with your phone and it can communicate with the wristband. The wristband is is basically uh, has two uses. The first one is to basically, as, as far as I understand, to buzz throughout the day and getting you used to doing reality checks 
at different intervals and getting to the habit that when your wrist vibrates or buzzes, you do a reality check. And then the idea is that when the mask detects a dream, it will send a message to your wristband to buzz. And once it buzzes, you will do a reality check out of the habit. And so you will, you know, hopefully become lucid if you do the reality check in your dream. It's a good idea. It's a clever idea. In fact, it's an idea so good, I thought about it a while back and uh, wanted to take the Jawbone up, okay, which has an API. It's a, it's basically that's one of those fitness tracker. And there's the, there's the Misfit Shine. There's the Fitbit. There's a few Fitbits. Um, but the Jawbone up both supposedly tracks your sleep to some degree and has an API that you can you know, program for, and basically you can tell it to do something um, and let's say send a signal to your phone to you know, alert you when you're in a particular phase of sleep. The problem with that is, of course, and why it's not, not quite perfect, is that the, these bands only detect or monitor your sleep according to movement with an accelerometer. So it doesn't quite detect or differentiate between some phases of sleep, including REM sleep, and it's you know it can extrapolate according to the other phases in which you do move to know what the phases in which you don't are, which include but are not limited to REM REM state. Having said that, um, when you take the mask and the wristband together, that can work more accurately. Okay, let's stay on the good things. The mask looks, um, it doesn't look comfortable. They say that it is, but that's, that's interesting. It looks kind of uh, bulky, but you know, it's, uh, you can never know really until you try. Um, but they do say it has a lot of sensors and an accelerometer as well, and that it can be programmed because it, it can also, it doesn't only no notify the wristband, uh, it can flash lights. And I think it, may have sound as well and it can alert you in a multitude of ways to the fact that you're dreaming here are the problems i have with this and <laughs> and again this is um, I, I'm, I want to try to be fair because i don't want to sound critical just because i don't particularly like it or because i'm working on a different device and this is like competitors because it's not really i still you know i'm still excited about the aurora hopefully that's you know coming out soon and other people are working on other stuff that I've spoken to, um, and not all of them are in the public's eye as much or on Kickstarter and so on. So there's actually interesting things happening, and and this might end up being one of them. But again, there's these things about this campaign that were just just really bugging me. The first one is the video. Well, there's a few pro a few problems with the video. The first one, and I, I don't necessarily want to fault them for it. I, I don't know why that happened, but the the voice of the person speaking in the video while he's talking, Tony, the CEO, the CEO with no last name, um, is not is not synced. It's it was recorded after the fact, which I guess they they put in one of the comments. Maybe the audio didn't come out right, so they had to re-record the audio, but didn't didn't want to or couldn't record the video again. So it sounds really really strange. I mean, it sound it looks bizarre. It looks. Uh, it's like the uncanny valley it's just it throws you off it just looks weird and and it gives the whole video a feeling of like what's wrong with this thing 
But let's say they had technical difficulties and issues and there's no way around that. And, you know, I, again, I, I feel bad if that's what they ended up with and, and couldn't get anything better. That, that kind of sucks. But the other problem with the video is that it feels like in like a like an infomercial for lucid dreaming. It feels it, it throws a, throws up like uh, words and concept about lucid dreaming. One introducing it, which I guess not everybody knows about lucid dreaming, so that's fine. There's probably a lot of people on Kickstarter uh, coming across these various, you know, lucid dreaming. Um, campaigns who don't know what lucid dreaming is but it's trying to sell the concept of lucid dreaming rather than the device itself and it does it in a way that just doesn't quite sound authentic it's uh, and I'll, I'll give you in a moment quotes from from their website itself that just I'm, I read it and it doesn't lot does not sound like people who are lucid dreamers who have been lucid dreaming for a while or working on on lucid dreaming devices because they love lucid dreaming, it sounds like they just want to sell a gadget. And I think, and if there's something to that, maybe, and I could be wrong, I, I definitely could be wrong, but if there's something to that, that kind of feels, uh, it feels off to me. Um, but let's let's talk more about the device. Now they're offering the, the wristband on its own, and that seems a little strange because if their biggest selling point is that the mask will communicate with the wristband and it's all about the training and you have to train for it so you know it one i found it you know harder to believe that a vibrating wristband will not wake you up but it might not maybe when you are training uh it will work better and you'll you'll know not to wake up but you'll just do a reality check i'm not sure uh worth worth trying uh but the device on its own would only be able then i guess to either by timing try to alert you when you're dreaming, which is just as inefficient as the Remy, who's just a timer, and they criticize the Remy and just being a timer themselves in the campaign. The other thing is, if all it does is just a fancy reminder for reality checks, you can do that with your phone. You don't need a wristband for that. So again, the mask on its own, maybe, but the wristband on its own, I, I don't know. Um, you know, for a $60 device, I might as well get the Jawbone Up or the Fitbit and get a health tracker as well and code, and code like, reminders for it on my own. I don't know. I guess not everybody can do that, so that's, that's a different story, but that, again, just seems a little, a little strange to me. The other things that, that just seem, seem a little off here is... In one of their updates, a lot of people asked about the EEG component, which there isn't one. And they said they basically, the they tried in, in early 2013 um, to, to use, you know, EEG and posted. Uh, uh, these are some early prototype pictures of the mask that we proved we did in fact evaluate EEG in the beginning. Now there are pictures of the components that are in the mask, but there is no, you know, they basically they basically took apart a uh, Nekomimi, which is which is the um, uh, it's like a one one signal EEG, one electrode EEG with like cat ears that when you get excited, it just it wiggles the ears. It's a it's a fun little gadget, but it doesn't have much more of a purpose beyond that, and it does use the. Neural Sky circuit board, 
that they're mentioning in in their in their their prototypes. So even if that's the one they've tried, you know, I don't know about uh, one one electrode EEG to really try to detect REM, but either that's the only thing they tried or that's just what they posted. Uh, I guess they didn't really try to build one of their own. So again, I I don't know uh, if the um, eye detection and what they're saying is that you know the it didn't prove better at detecting RAM than the eye detection. Or so maybe they could detect RAM, but just not as reliably as eye detection. And eye, eye detection is once again not not a new invention. It's it's you know it was you know more than ten years ago and the Nova Dreamer. But maybe they've found you know maybe this is the iteration. As as I posted a comment on, on Reddit, this this might just be a really good iteration on the original concept of the lucid dreaming sleep mask. And maybe combined with the wristband, it really is uh, a little more reliable and effective. But this company sort of pops out of nowhere. They said that they've been working on it for three years, which I do believe because they did post pictures of the evolution of the components. As far as I can tell, it seems seems legit. I, I, I don't know. The video is well produced, no doubt. And... On one hand, I'm thinking, okay, these people with with um, enough resources to put into this, that maybe they put enough resources to in the device and the development itself. Again, even though this is not really new concepts, but maybe putting them together in a good way, which is which is fine. But even in the video, and somebody on the comment section on Kickstarter has pointed out, it just says Tony CEO, no last name. There is no information about anybody involved in this company on the website or anywhere else that I can find. They um, they call themselves a a European Union company based in California, which is not really true because what they said in the comments in reply to somebody's criticism is that in order to put the, the campaign in Kickstarter in the United States, they just had to get someone you know, who's verified, who's a legal resident uh, by the name of Laura Garcia. Again, there's no no other information other than the name to sort of be based in San Francisco. And that's all the information there is. There, there's, no, there's no really names of anybody involved. They say they have electrical engineers, computer engineers, art designers, psychologists, and that they're based in California. Although they're really saying that they only have one person in California and they're based in somewhere in Europe. So again, there's just n- so little info about this this company who supposedly have been working on this for three years. Again, it's not it's not like the Lucy, which was obviously as, as far as anybody could tell, like a fake. There wasn't there wasn't even a prototype. Here, there's no doubt of the a prototype. So I'm I'm not even um, criticizing or questioning the fact that you know, this is all made up or anything like that. I, I don't think it's made up. I think people have worked on it and they're building it. But I just don't like this kind of uh, invisible companies or, you know, my, I guess part of my fear is because I'm so excited and so passionate and I love this, you know, subject of lucid dreaming and I want it to evolve and advance. I'd hate for the pop- the recent popularity of lucid dreaming, especially since Raimi came out, um, that kind of brought reignited a renaissance of lucid dreaming, if you ask me, or at least contributed tremendously for it. 
um, I'm afraid that people are like, oh, lucid dreaming is big. Let's let's go capitalize on that. And these kinds of this kind of video, this kind of company feels like that. I could be totally wrong, but again, everything they write, even on their website and on you know their information about everything, just sounds like uh, a sales pitch, uh, and not not really even a good one. With you know throwing um, these terms around that are one not accurate and two just are nonsensical in that sense. So, for example, a mask with artificial intelligence that will monitor you during the night. Artificial intelligence is not in presence, <laughs> is not present in this mask. I give, I assure you that. This is, again, this is like a, a fancy term that people throw around. Artificial intelligence is something real that people are working on in labs and, you know, uh, science labs and, and computer labs around the world, but this is this is far from what's in your lucid dreaming sleep mask. Okay, there might be sophisticated algorithms for one thing or another, but artificial intelligence, it is not. Let's take another one for example. During the day, the trainer will let you know when you have to check whether you are dreaming. In a short time, you will create the necessary habit of controlling your dreams. What? What necessary habit to control your dreams? It will give you the necessary habit to become aware that you're dreaming. This is this has nothing to do with control. Again, it's little details, and I might be nitpicking here, and I'm sorry if I am, but it's it's the kind of stuff that makes me think these are not lucid dreamers. These are not people, or maybe maybe they just hired someone to write. But all this entire website, their their homepage, just basically mostly everything is on one page and on the homepage, is is if you told someone to go research lucid dreaming and come up with a sales page for a device for it. Like if if you had to go research, find the terms, find the wording and write something kind of nice and fancy, this would be the result. It doesn't feel like it's been written by someone who's a lucid dreamer. And again, that's kind of what, what bugs me. One more little thing, for example, the um, one of the features they're, they're kind of promoting is the fact that you can post to your social media from within your dream. Basically what they're saying is that um, the eye movement de detection um, will be able you will allow you to signal with a particular uh, type of eye movement when you're actually dreaming and you're aware that you're dreaming, so when you're lucid dreaming, to signal to the mask that you are in indeed in a lucid dream and that will cue the mask to cue your, you know, through Bluetooth to cue your phone to post something to your Facebook or Twitter. Uh, that The fact that you're dreaming right now or that you're lucid dreaming, which in some ways is kind of neat. I get, I get it. But what's really the point of that? It's just like your, you know, I don't know if you know, there's been a, you know, this kind of uh, automatic um, plant watering system that would tweet when it's watering the plants uh why why is like okay i don't <laughs> i don't get that uh, it's it's do, you, do we really need to do that i don't know but hey if they can add that feature and it's cool and people find it neat and awesome why not
So yeah, I mean, again, uh, I'm reading here, uh, using artificial intelligence, the mask is automatically configured each night. An adaptive algorithm will keep looking for optimal cues. These cues change periodically so that your brain never gets used to them. What does that mean? Um, cues, if, it's, if the mask is looking for cues, there's only one cue to the fact that you're dreaming according to this mask, and that is eye movement. So if it's there's, you know, it's either detecting eye movement uh, for REM and giving you a notification either through the wristband or through lights and sound, or it's not. If it's, this is talking about what, what, what's the adaptiveness of the cues and what, what is it changing to make it not, your brain not getting used to, used to it, used to what? Um, a cue that you get is the cue from, you know, maybe they're talking about the lights um, and the sound or the the wristband, but wasn't the whole idea of training the wristband to a particular cue that you will recognize and remember to do a reality check with? So if we're changing the cues, weren't you supposed to get used to them? Again, this is, to, to me, it's just, it feels like kind of clever, fancy words about, you know, artificial intelligence and adaptive algorithm and optimal cues that make no actual sense about how this device works. And they're making big claims. All the people who have tried this, uh, you know, the the test module, 84% had a lucid dream within 15 days. How many people have tried it? It doesn't say, um, and or any other information about that. But 84% sounds amazing and awesome. Here's another thing that's strange. As someone uh, pointed out in the comments on the campaign, as soon as the campaign launched, there were two backers right away at the uh, five backers right away at the top of the pledge level options two at $1,200 and three at $2,400 like right off the bat and again it's a little strange and their comment their reply was that you know the, the Kickstarter encourages you to share this with your friends and family to get it going and to get it started and to get people to back but friends and family usually back, you know, at normal levels of, you know, uh, the, the, what the device costs or something like that, uh, getting basically their first $10,000 uh, from friends and family sounds a little strange. It sounds more like just to, to get the numbers up and I don't know. Again, it's another one of those things that just sound and look strange. And maybe they're completely legitimate, but just kind of make me raise another eyebrow. Okay, I'll wrap this up, but, and there's a lot of little other things, but I, I just, I feel like, I feel a little absurd going into it and kind of, I don't want to bash this thing uh, because it looks like a real product, which is awesome. And they look like they're well-funded, which might be awesome if it means that they're actually, you know, putting more effort and thought into it and if truly they worked on it for a long time, that's great. But uh, all these all these little things just um, just really sound weird. And go ahead and uh, take a look at the comment section on the Kickstarter campaign. And I'll link, of course, to the campaign. And if you find it awesome, you can back it. I first thing I did was back it at the two hundred and fifty dollar level with the mask and the wristband. And then I then I started noticing all these things, and I basically reduced my uh, my contribution by quite a bit. But 
but I, I'm still rooting for them, and I still I still hope this is good. And maybe from the feedback feedback from people and from people's kind of issues and complaints and comments, you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll see that they're kind of missing the mark somewhere. But at the end of the day, hoping this will be successful, and I'm hoping this is all good and legit and a really good product that has 84% success rate. Here's hoping. I'm still, for now, putting my money on Aurora, which is the most promising I've seen so far. Um, and, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And I'll, I'll, I'll keep updating as this campaign goes by. And if I learn more, and maybe I'll try to get in touch with the creators of this, Tony, no last name, CEO. And uh, we'll see We'll see what comes out of it. Um, so far, I'm a little kind of skeptical but I'm always skeptical. I think you already know this. So this is no Lucy. Let's let's put it this way. So uh, that's that's already good. But we'll see. All right. That's it for this little fun tidbit. Whew. I feel like I need like a break here and then kind of a different switch to the subject I wanted to even talk about today. And the subject is like a little concept that I started playing with and I, I posted a, a little snippet on my Twitter and started writing a blog post, which I will post soon enough once I can put all my thoughts together properly about this. And maybe speaking here would help me do this. And is the fact that you are living two lives. You have two lives experientially, but most of us don't really think about it that much and don't acknowledge it in that way. We think we have, you know, a life that we live and then within it we have dreams. And in some sense, of course, that's that's accurate. But if you think about it for a moment, you spend a third of your life sleeping and a portion of that dreaming. And one life that you have, the one that you pay more attention to and you are more familiar with, it is lived in long bursts and it is more consistent and it sticks in your memory better and so it, it is experienced more continuously and it's it, it sticks to you much more prominently. The other life is far less consistent. It feels foreign for most. So you don't remember it as well. It happens in shorter bursts, you know, from dream to dream. It's random and it often is forgotten. And so we, if we don't remember it, we really don't pay much attention to it. But even if we remember it, we don't kind of give it a lot of credence. Maybe you folks do, and I'm kind of preaching to the choir in some sense, and I realize that. But maybe some of you are just interested in this subject but haven't thought of it this way. You do still spend a lot of time in sort of your dream life. And it's not like, a, because it's so inconsistent, it doesn't feel like its own life, but it has its own characteristics. In a dream, you are going through an experience just like you do in real life that feels and is experienced as real, just in the same way. And it has the same effect on your mood, it has the same effect on your brain, and often on your body. You feel exhausted when you've been running around in a dream. But if you're confronted with some situation in a dream that's very stressful, it has the same effect on you as if you were experiencing the same thing in waking life. 
although you treat one as real and the other one not not so much or not as real, um, experientially, in first-person experience, the way it affects you, the way you um, are going through the experience, it is as if it is just as real. And that's what I mean by experientially, and that's even more so why it has such an effect on the rest of your life, because it's just another experience in this stream of life. The point that I think is more most important about all of this is that the, these two lives kind of affect each other a lot. Your waking life affects your dreams. What happens in your life, your struggles, your issues, your thoughts, your emotions affect what, what you dream about. You know, obviously in some extreme cases, it's more obvious where people had traumas and, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder or any kind of big issues and even small issues, just heartbreak, relationships, um, all sorts of things are things that you dream about. Think about people who maybe even are no longer in your life because, you know, um, for whatever reason, but you still dream about them a lot because you're still trying to process something that happened. And in turn, your dream life affects your waking life a lot. Think about this. And this is, again, this is definitely my experience, but from talking to a lot of people, I know it's a lot of, a lot of people's experience. And I think it's most people, if you really stop and look, look at it, is that you go to sleep and depending on the quality of your sleep, which is affected by the quality of your dream and the content of your dream, see how it affects how you wake up in the morning. And I've said this before, and it's not just lucid dreaming, but when my dreams are positive, I wake up not only happier, which affects my whole day and in turn my whole week and so on and so forth, but it, you know, I wake up more energetic. I wake up feeling overall physically better. I feel like I slept better. I feel like I'm just more equipped to even start the day. And at times where I don't sleep well on its own, I obviously wake up, you know, feeling miserable. But even in days that I feel like I slept okay, but I had like these intense dreams, these kind of I call them lost or James Bond dreams where there's just never ending running around and chasing or running from something and dealing with people. And it's like this kind of movie that's just never ending action. And you wake up and you're exhausted, even if it wasn't like a full-blown nightmare, let alone nightmares. Some people who have nightmares almost every night kind of in some weird way get used to it. But from what I've heard, it's still exhausting and people are still kind of unhappy and they, it kind of, they're just so used to it that they don't remember how it was before that. But give them one night of good dreams and they'll, they'll see there's a whole other life that they can experience waking up from a positive dream. But even the non-nightmares, they're just the intense kind of rough dreams. You wake up exhausted. I wake up exhausted and I know about other people who wake up just wiped or upset think of the dreams that really kind of rattle you when you're fighting with you know last last night i dreamt about a flying <laughs> a flying cobra snake and it kept jumping and attacking me and you know who knows what it means but it was tense and i woke up and i was like jesus goodness gracious and that affects my morning and it affects my day and this is just one example and there's so many examples of this
So my back to my point is that if you think about it, this is kind of a, a cycle that keeps happening. In your first life, affects your dream life. Your waking life affects your dream life. Your dream life and your dream content affect your waking life and affect the next day. And on, go, on goes the cycle. And the more we realize that that's actually what's happening, the more we get committed, the more I get committed to actually having a say on the effect that each life has on the other and that the two lives have on my life in general. And when it really hit me, and I mentioned this before in connecting to lucid dreaming, is that you know lucid dreaming has been the best tool I've ever found in having a say on what happens in my dreams and how that affects the next day I have in my life. And, but just having the intention or having the the intent, yes, the intent to influence your dreams. Even if you don't become lucid, just try to influence your dreams and their content and how positive or negative they are, I think is really, really important. And that's something that I want to add to this whole pursuit of lucid dreaming. This is not, for me, just about running around and having a good time in my dreams or being able to control my dreams and do cool stuff and have this cool, awesome virtual reality experience is just to improve my life, my waking life, my feeling and experience throughout the day. And believe me, when I sleep better and I wake up better, I can manage my day better and I tackle things much better. So I want to I wanna bring your attention more to the fact that the content of your dream and the way you affect them is really important. I think for me, and this is going to probably come up plenty of times, more in the podcast is that meditation has allowed me to not only increase my chances of lucid dreaming but just handle life better because you you kind of step back from your thoughts and you kind of no longer just sink into them unconsciously and they rattle you even when you're just awake and kind of lost in thought but meditating has just improved the quality of my sleep and i think I believe there's research actually showing how meditation improves the the quality of sleep. So all of these things that we're adding to improve our sleep, which I think affects a lot, of course, that improves our dreams. But I want to give other examples like um, there's a book about happiness and different things that science has found in, in order to help and increase happiness. And one of them is a gratitude journal. So writing things every day on a regular basis that you're grateful for. I've discovered that doing that before going to sleep, and, and I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't kept up with this habit, but maybe that's why I'm bringing it up again so I can remind myself to do this as well. Just like you write your dreams in the morning, if you write things that you're grateful for before you go to sleep at the end of the day, you they've shown scientifically how people how doing this habit on a regular basis actually increases your happiness because it focuses your thoughts and your mind on the good things in your life and having those thoughts positive thoughts about what's good in your life affects the rest of your mood and your thought process and everything else and increases your happiness you, it just focuses on the good and focusing on the good 
it's the whole kind of positive thinking thing. Um, the, 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 the good aspects of positive thinking, not the sort of imaginary, oh, if I think positive, my life would just be peachy. But just focusing on positive increases your happiness. And when you do it at the end of the day before you go to sleep, on a consistent basis, you will see a difference in the quality of your dreams and the, 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 the type of dreams that you have, whether they're lucid or not. And this will affect the rest of your day and the rest of your life. So think about this and give it a try. And maybe not just that, maybe it's, you know, between meditation, gratitude journal, and going to sleep with intention, or, you know, the whole incubating dreams, trying to, to affect what the content of your dream will be when you kind of do affirmations or repeat to yourself, you know, tonight I will dream about such and such and so on and so forth. I want you to think about these things and I want you to, to, to try. You don't have to try everything at once, of course. And I'm, I'm always weary about adding more things to do to your long to-do list of daily and nightly practices. I understand that. But I want to give more food for thought because different things work for different people. But this whole concept of these two lives and how much they affect each other has really came to my attention more and more. Uh, lately, and uh, I hope you know what I what I'm getting at, and I hope you know what I mean when I talk about it. So start paying attention to how the content of your dreams affect the morning and the, the next day, your mood, your thoughts, everything, your level of energy, your general feeling, and then do the same with your thoughts before you go to sleep. See how they affect your dreams and the content of your dreams, and the occurrences in your dreams, and so on. Give it a, give it a glance, see what you find, and um, report back if you find something interesting. And I hope this, uh, you'll find this helpful. So, I think that's about it for uh, this episode. Thank you once again for listening and joining me. If you have comments, suggestions, concerns, jokes, whatever you want, send them my way. My email is contact at lucidsage.com. And as always, I'm available on Twitter at TheLucidSage. Thanks for listening. Sweet and lucid dreams.